Welcome back to the Late Bloomer Podcast. My name is Juan and I am your host. Today I have a very special guest with me. He's one of my oldest friends, I would say at this point. Then again, I, I, I really didn't have a lot of friends growing up. But he's one of the nicest guys around. And, you know, it's been a while since you and I have had a conversation. Um, but I'm, I'm glad to see that, that you are still just as kind and funny as, <laughs> as you've ever you. been. And, uh, yeah, today we, we have on the show uh, Anthony Ornelas. Yeah, is that right? Ornelas? <laughs> is it not Ornelas? No, it's Ornelas. Well, I fucked up. I didn't do my research correctly. That's uh, okay. Usually a lot of people mess up my name. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, that's... I'm a bad friend. Eh, not really. Like, believe me. All right. Well, Anthony, before we go ahead and, and dive in, um, let's just give people a little bit of context to, to how you and I met. Do you do you remember officially? Uh, From my understanding, I, dude, it was years ago, but... You know, I was hanging out with Javi a lot, and, um, you know, then he was like, yeah, um, his mom told me to, you know, have us hang around with him because, you know, he needs friends and all that. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. And, you know, then, you know, you came to the picture, like, hey, and I'm Martin. And, and I'm like, and, all right, cool. And I didn't fucking leave. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's basically what ended up happening. But, um, no, yeah, yeah, I, I, was, I was down. Um, I, I was a little depressed back in high school, and then I... I didn't have a lot of friends at that time, so yeah, I ended up meeting you guys that changed me. I don't know if for the better at this point. I think it's for the better. I don't know. Do you remember what I used to be like? Uh, a lot more quiet and, you know, like to yourself and stuff like that, but I think, you know, being with a lot of people who trash talk each other, um, <laughs> you got more of the savage side to come out of you and, you know, speak your mind a little bit more... Fully. <laughs> so fucked up. <laughs> but dude, that's not a bad thing. Like, honestly, no, it's like, not. Yeah. It's not. But like, there are times where uh, some people are just like, you know, well, people either call me Martin, they call me Juan by my first name or by my middle name. You guys call me by my middle name. But my friend's like, Juan, what is wrong with you? Like, for some of the things that I say, <laughs> I'm like, damn, what is wrong with me? Where? What? What happened? I never used to be like this. And then I remember Hobby's blue van and all of us hanging out and. Yeah, man, that blue van. Shoot, I remember that too. It was a lot of stories. A lot, dude. One of my favorite ones was when uh, uh, the first night that I met Dylan. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, I don't can't remember if you were there, but uh, anyway, so you remember how uh, Javi's van was? It was like uh, driver, passenger, then the two seats, and then the three seats yeah. in the back. Anyway, so Dylan and I were sitting in the two seats, and then he like puts his arm around me, and he's like, "Martin, I'm bigger than you." And if I really wanted to, I could rape you right here and now. Uh, I don't think I was there, but I definitely heard that time and time again. Like, it never left. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, huh? <laughs> but, dude, that's such a Dylan thing to say. Like, I have to say, Dylan was kind of out there. Like, the, one, the best memory I had in regards to the van and Dylan would have to be the one where he turned Javi's van on with the screwdriver and then ends up taking off. And, like, Javi was pissed. You could see, like, you know, like, he was trying to keep it cool, but you could tell, like, this motherfucker really took the car. So, you know, <laughs> Dylan drives around, goes down, what is it? Uh, hill. Hill, hill, and then, you know, makes a ride onto the, the what's it called? The street Maple, right yeah, there, yeah. Maple. And yeah. then it ends up coming around. And you could just see it in, like, Dylan's face just cheesing it so hard. And I'm like, dude, that's so awesome. <laughs> Do you remember that time that we were, that we played bumper cars? Yeah, with uh, dude, like... Eric's car and Hobby's van. <laughs> There's just so many memories and and so many things that went down. But I feel like I like you mentioned I came into the group 
after you guys had already been hanging out for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I still remember making so many memories in that short amount of time. When it seemed like we were all hanging out a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, you know, obviously life ends up happening. You know, you ended up inventing the McGriddle. And that kind of <laughs> took over you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but no, yeah, you, you ended up, uh, you, you, let, let's give some backstory to Anthony, the person. You know, because I feel like my audience is tired of hearing from me. Uh, that's a special shout out to our friend David, who tells me to stop talking about myself. But whatever. All right. He loves um, me. So, Anthony, where, where, where were you born? Pomona. Really? Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. I thought you were from Pasadena. Like, I am, born like, and raised in Not born, but raised in Pasadena, yeah. Oh, really? Yep, I was born in Pomona, and I, th- I believe uh, maybe like a year, a year or two. I ended up moving to Highland Park and lived with my grandma. And then I stayed there for a couple of years. And then eventually I moved to Pasadena up until like my, what, early 20s was when I left Pasadena. How'd you like Pasadena? It's cool. I like it. Like, um, I'm not going to say I have mixed feelings about it. I definitely like at the end, my end goal is to come back and, you know, hopefully make it and have a house here to, that I can afford. <laughs> Yeah, it's really expensive out here. Yeah, I know. Ridiculously expensive. So, yeah. you know, we'll see where it goes. But I like Pasadena a lot. You know, the area, the people, um, just kind of what everything you can do. Because, like, there's a lot of stuff here that I do miss. Like, I kind of miss, you know, jogging the Rose Bowl or, you know, doing a quick hike. But, you know, I guess right now I'm kind of just career-driven and just seeing where that takes me. Cool. So you're a chef. Yeah. Okay, so uh, did you always want to be a chef while you were growing up? <clears throat> no, to be honest, like I didn't realize that, what, that I wanted to do this up until like my senior year in high school. Because like, you know, like I assume you know that, you know, I met Javi and everyone through the GCA Academy, right? It was either GCA or what was the other one? Veda? Vita? Yeah. Well, I didn't affiliate too much with Veda just because like, you know, that was super art and then the other one was more graphic design, press printing and all that stuff. But I feel like the the group itself like our group, it's like a mixture of both i wasn't a part of it because i went to marshall which was the best high school in pasadena by far but i mean you know you guys went to that one school that never won the turkey tussle but i digress yeah bro honestly i don't care about football so <laughs> uh, <whatever. laughs> um all right so that that's how you ended up meeting hobby so you wanted before you wanted to be a chef. Yeah, I wanted to do graphic design. Like, I was I was into that. And then, you know, that first year that I did it, I realized, like, oh, fuck, I hate being in front of a computer all day long. Like, just, like, click, 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 click. Here's that picture. Cut it out. Look mm-hmm. it up. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm not going to lie. I didn't put a whole lot of effort into it, so I wasn't, you know, necessarily that good. Yeah. But there's definitely things that I do appreciate that I did go through. Like, um, you know, like colors and you know positioning of things and stuff like that because even to this day like i use it for plating of like you know i should probably put this color in there because you know it contrasts with this or should i put that color because you know it complements that one or should i put that position right here so that way you know it catches the eye and then place that here so you know it follows you know a path versus it just being sporadic so it definitely it definitely helped out in that sense but after doing that first year GCA, I ended up trying to do more press printing and, you know, 
tees and t-shirts and all that stuff. So I did that and I liked that a lot and just realized it was a really hard field to get into for press printing because, you know, obviously it's a dying art with computers nowadays and the internet and stuff like that. So I was like, man. And what ended up sparking this, I guess, cooking thing was I used to just bake and do stuff on my free time because, you know, I don't know. I like baking. I liked the idea of just mixing um assortment of things to make this and my aunt her friend ended up working for uh, culinary school and she ended up saying like hey would you want to come you know buy to my house because i usually bake stuff too so i started doing that and then from that point she was just like well if you ever want to consider baking you know the cordon blue has you know classes for it and you can get a um degree in it if you want and i'm like oh really uh, I wouldn't mind trying it out. So I did the culinary, um, stuff like every other weekend and shit like that. And I ended up loving it. I just like, I don't know. I just fell in love with cooking. And from that point on, it's all gravy. Like, that's what I wanted to do. What was culinary school like? Or uh, to be a chef, <clears throat> do you have to go to culinary school? Or is it something that you could just learn, uh, on your own and then be able to like apply for jobs? It's something you can learn on your own. De- yeah. Definitely, there's two sides of the coin. Okay. Um, for me, culinary school definitely worked out in my favor, mm-hmm. but I know a lot of people where it didn't work out in their favor. But also, too, you need to understand what comes with that. Like, for me, uh, I liked culinary school because it gave me a really good foundation of a lot of just the generals of, like, you know, how to saute, how to braise something, how to make stocks, how to do, you know, rices, this and this and this. Versus now when, you know, I'm talking to one of my cooks um, who've just had, you know, experience by working, there's certain things that they know how to do, but they don't understand the reasoning of why they have to do it. What the point of, you know, roasting, you know, bones with, you know, tomato paste is for, they just know they have to do it. You know, the point of, you know, doing that is obviously to bring out more flavor, to bring out that caramelized color. So there's a list of things. So that's how it worked out in my favor. Um, then there's other people where they feel that they go to school and then they come out. They're like, yeah, I have to be an executive chef because, you know, I know what I have to do. But there's a lot more that comes into it than just, you know, the basics. There's, you know, money, plating, um, managing people, understanding the overall idea of the restaurant, um, food cost. The list goes on. Yeah. Mm, but, yeah, so from when I started... It was, I would go to school at 6 o'clock in the morning and end at 11. And then from that point on, I went straight to working at the retirement home. And then I did that every day, Monday through Friday. And so I thought I liked it. It was cool. Um, it was funny because, like, I was just talking to one of my friends that I still actively talk to um, after, you know, we both graduated. And she was mentioning, like, throughout the whole thing, I... Oh, I was, I was kind of a bookworm, but at the same time, like, I kind of just, like, it came to me. Like, I already knew what I had to do, so it wasn't too much studying, but I still studied. And she would tell me, she's like, dude, like, you were, like, one of the top in the class, like, along with a select other few and stuff like that. So, like, you know, it was cool, like, being able to work next to you and shit like that throughout this because, like, you know, it's cool to see how you process things and how you work stuff out and just how, you know, stuff just comes to you like that. And... Looking back on it now, like, I never thought that. Like, I always thought, like, fuck, I gotta do this, I gotta do this, I gotta do this, I gotta do this. Like, in my head, 
Um, Did you ever have like a sense of imposter syndrome? Mm, no. No. Like I think now, like looking back at everything that I do and and done, sometimes I do get that feeling just because like. I don't know, man. Like, like I just blow myself away sometimes. It's just like, wow, I did that, or you know, like I'm doing this. Or, like, I would have never thought that I could do this. Hmm. hmm. Yeah. So that's the start, like my, my path. And then, so after the <clears throat> retirement home, where where did you? Where um. Did you well, towards the end of working at the retirement home, I ended up, you know, uh, having Sophie, and prior to that, you know, I didn't have a car or anything because you know I didn't, I didn't need one I, I lived in Pasadena my job was in Pasadena I went to school in Pasadena so like, like how old were you when you had Sophie your daughter 21 that is young oh yeah oh yeah like and believe me man I'm so like I, I'm thankful I'm th- I'm I think having a, a child at a young age definitely puts a toll on you just because you know like your mindset is still fairly young and then having to like switch over to like oh I gotta be a parent now and I have to do this for, you know, my little one and this and this and this. And the list goes on. But I think in my life, I think I needed that. Because when I was working at the retirement home, I was very content. I didn't think I needed to, you know, go out and expand my horizons in any way and stuff like that. And then as soon as Sophie started, you know, growing in curious stomach and, you know, coming, coming to, yeah. I was thinking, oh shit, I gotta get my life in check. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I had got in a car, um, I was looking for a better job and that's when UCLA came to the picture. I need something with better benefits that would help out a lot more in that sense. And, you know, that's how I got into UCLA. I, I found it because one of my other friends was like, yeah, I'm a five to UCLA. And I'm like, oh cool. Are they hiring a lot? And they're like, yeah. So I went from being a sous chef at the retirement home to being an assistant cook at UCLA and getting paid more. So I was like, oh, hell yeah. And those first couple years were like hardcore grinding years because they had just opened up a, what's it called, um, new restaurant. And just, I, I like I like opening up new restaurants. It's fun because when you hire a group of people and opening up a place, you usually get a lot more camaraderie. And a lot more like, yeah, I'll help you out. I'll help you do this. I'll help you do that. And after like maybe three or four years, it doesn't fizzle out, but it definitely evolves into something else. Yeah. So I did that and I enjoyed that. So that's where I got a lot of my Asian background of cooking and stuff like that, which uh, I'd say I appreciate because even nowadays, like I still use a lot of different techniques from Asian cuisines that I incorporate into, you know, other stuff that I do. Uh, yeah, and then from UCLA, I just jumped around within, you know, the university. So I did Asian for like three years, and then I did more organic, um, grain-driven, like whole grains and lean meats and all that stuff. So I appreciate that, too, because then that's where I got to learn a lot about quinoa, farro, you know, um, basin flour, which is like a chickpea flour. Mm-hmm. And stuff so it's cool how long has it been since you had how old is sophie now hmm? oh dude she's eight now you've got to be shitting me yep she's old yep she's turning to a little lady like every time we have conversations like you can like i think it's cool because i see myself as an old soul and with my daughter 
you can definitely like you can tell she's an old soul oh yeah yeah like the stuff she talks about now it's just ridiculous like you know she's already like getting into like singing and wanting to do this and do that and she's mm. like this is what i want to do and i'm like oh my god that's awesome dude i i remember when when kiri was pregnant um like one of one of the, the most vivid memories that i have mm-hmm. um and and it's something that kind of solidifies anthony as as a really great friend was i don't know if you remember this uh a ex of mine well at the time she was my girlfriend mm-hmm. uh she was flying out because mm-hmm. she was leaving for tennessee and then i remember that, yeah dude. you ended up picking me up at the mm-hmm. crack of dawn from my mm-hmm. house and driving me to lax to mm-hmm. surprise um to surprise her there at the airport <clears throat> i i cried like a bitch on the way back yeah, dude it's crazy because like i still remember that song too and forever that song is stuck in my head the one republic song yeah good life yeah yeah dude like it's funny because like nowadays like there's a certain like set of songs that i just completely associate with a person not necessarily like like oh yeah because of that song you know he's a little bitch but just more like, <laughs> oh, dude like i remember that song like that was when me and you know like i don't know it's just a lot of different things no yeah good life and then there was another song that you you were playing once we got back to when you and kiri were living together uh, what was it called? It was called. Uh, I just remember I went. Give me a sign. Do you know which one? Oh, like, I remember that song. Yeah, that's what it's called. It's yeah, called Give, Give me, me a sign. sign. I, like I, I tried so. I recently found the song and I was just like, oh my god, this reminds me of that day. <laughs> but yeah, dude, you woke up at the crack of dawn. I remember we got breakfast. You, you drove me down to the airport. You know, I was all emotional. You know, at the time, I thought she was the love of my life. She was leaving and everything. You know, rightfully so. And. Uh, I don't know. And I cried, and then we ended up watching Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two that day. I remember that too. I don't, I don't remember that, but oh damn! Know. Thank you for no, <laughs> but no, yeah. And from that, anytime anybody asks me about like you, you know, have you seen Anthony? It's just like for some reason that memory already tr- like always triggers into my head. I was like, damn, dude, Anthony, Anthony was my boy. I miss him. Yeah, man, I definitely miss you guys, too. Like, Where the fuck have you been, Anthony? Uh, to be honest, like, uh, a lot of stuff has happened. Like, not necessarily just career-wise, but just, like, everything in general. Like, you know, between the, you know, I'm just going to say the girlfriend. Because, like, there was one where she definitely put me through hell and back. Yeah. And, you know, I definitely, I look at the brighter side of it because, like, through I went through hell with that one. For like three years so i definitely had a lot of ups and downs and i think that's kind of what sparked me to kind of just do my own thing for a bit just because like not that i didn't need someone to you know be there like dude it's all right like you know we'll get through it but i think for me the mm-hmm. way i kind of um like to process stuff is mm-hmm. just like you know look within and just work on me and you know go that route and i think that's what i did for a couple of years and yeah, and I think from that point on, it's definitely helped out. It took a while. I definitely went through hell and back for that one. Yeah, dude, because like I said, it, it, for a good minute, I mean, we were all doing our own things. You yeah. know, you were working on your career. You had a new baby, you know, and uh, I got it. It's been a minute since I've seen Sophie. So when you tell me that she's eight, it kind of freaks me out a little bit because mm-hmm. I'm just like, it, it's been a really long time. But. M- more than anything, it's just, yeah, we, I, we kind of look back to kind of see, like, it, it doesn't feel like a lot of time has passed, 
But then we look back and it's been a few years, but I completely understand why it is that you did have to do what, what you had to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, throughout your relationships, it, like we've talked about this, like literally before we started recording, <clears throat> that you feel like um, you've learned something about yourself from that relationship and it's helped you grow as a person and kind of just see exactly what it is that you want out of life or yeah. out of a partner. Yeah, totally. Because yeah. I, I think like once you start figuring out <laughs> I guess the do's and don'ts of what you want with an individual, mm. uh, eventually, you know, you do come upon that one individual that's just like, damn, like, you get it, you get it all. Like, and, you know, with, with my girlfriend, that is kind of how I feel. Like, you know, I can kind of just tell her about my, you know, my worries, my anxieties and all that stuff. And, you know, she gets it, you know, versus, you know, other people where I'd mention something and be like, no, no, no you got to do this, you got to do that, this, 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 and this, versus just like understanding. Yeah. And that's a big thing. And then... You know, I think um, I think we're both definitely givers in the relationship, so it's cool to get back something. Not that I'm expecting anything, but it's more of a shocker when I do get it. I'm like, oh, like, this is you. different. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Like it, it, it took me so by surprise. Like, and it's not nothing like materialistic. It's just little things. Like, she had went to Prague and she came back with this little coffee cup. And it was crazy because, like, the coffee cup had a little carabiner on the side as a little handle. Mm. And I'm like, dude, like, you nailed it on the head right then and there. Because, like, <laughs> outdoors and coffee, like, wrapped into this little cup that, yeah. like, dude, you can't, you can't top that. Like That's, that's like, dope. Yeah. So, I think that in that point, I knew she was a keeper. <laughs> that's awesome, man. I'm, I'm glad to hear that, that you're doing well because I'm not going to say that none of our friends deserve any sort of happiness when it comes down to relationships but you know you you most definitely do and, yeah. and i'm glad to hear that, that that you're doing well you know um but something that that i really wanted to kind of touch up on was you know when i was i'm younger than you guys mm-hmm. for the most part i i remember for a good while you guys didn't even know that i was a junior in high school when i started hanging out with you you guys thought i was a senior mm-hmm. and then i I think you were in the car and Hob- well, Javi was driving his van. And then at one point, uh, somebody asked me, I think it might have been you. He was like, hey, Martin, when's your graduation? I was like, oh, June of next year. <laughs> and then I think Javi fucking like slammed on the brakes. He was just like, you're a fucking junior? I was like, yeah, I, I thought you guys knew. And then somebody put out the jersey. You, you've had us hanging out with a fucking junior all year, dude. What the fuck is wrong with you? But that goes to show you is that you can hang with people. <laughs> yeah I, I guess so man like I, I don't know it was it was different but anyway I, I always looked up to you guys and something that I really admired about you Anthony at the time was you were just so easygoing so free-flowing I feel like for the most part and you were up for just trying things expand like you said expanding your horizons for, for the most part so like what what gives you that kind of mm. Do you feel like oh, dude, I just I, don't want to miss out, or is it? No, okay. I know, I know what you mean. For me, uh, <clears throat> when I was younger, I just I don't know. I just wanted to kind of do everything. I wanted to dip my feet in, in everything and just see what you know life was all about. Because you know, like as cool as it was just to do one set thing, uh, I definitely wanted to to be able to be like I tried that, I did that, you know. And as the years go by, you know, I'm glad I did all of it. Like. Um, you know, backpacking being one of the bigger ones that, you know, I enjoy doing. And, you know, to this day, I, like, I have so many good stories about it. Like, dude, like, I even tell people, like, the time me and Juan got lost for a day. <laughs> like, 
we went up this when we were doing Big Sur, and it was funny because it landed on what was it, the year that the world was supposed to end? Was it? 2020? 2012. 2012, there you go. Yeah. yeah. And we actually had gone on a trip that, that weekend. And we were up at Big Sur, and we had gotten lost because I had the pack on the outside of my backpack, and ended up, I ended up losing it. So, like, we didn't notice it till like, maybe, like, three or four miles of, like, practically fucking bushwalking. Yeah. So, like, oh, shit, he lost it. We're trying to backtrack. I'm like, oh, dude. So, me and Juan ended up, like, all right, we're going to end up just staying down this I guess it was like a ravine or like a saddle. Yeah. It was cool. It was cool because it was, no one was there. It was really quiet. Um, there was enough trees, you know, above for like shade and stuff like that. But it was already, you know, towards the night. But damn, it was cold, my friend. It was cold. Um, it was just really wet, so we couldn't get a fire. So we had to just, you know, cook inside the tent. And that night, I remember, it was, it was just really cold. And then the next day we wake up and it's just like frost all over everything. And I'm like, oh shit. It really was cold last night. And then uh, we, we climbed back up to a, another spot and pretty much like, okay, cool. Like, we're going to hang here and just try to head back and just hope that we're going in the general direction that we need to go in. Yeah. And from that point, we stay. I think now that I think about it, we probably shouldn't have stayed. We stayed on a saddle too, but on the higher end of things. So you got a lot of the wind. So it was already raining that day. And it was, it was kind of windy, you know, like, you know, I was getting rain in my face every once in a while, but I'm definitely a person that I like to rug it. So, um, we ended up starting to put up our tent and it, now the wisp, the, the, the gusts are coming in pretty hard. So I, like, it sucks. Cause I know Juan has a picture, um, of me holding the tent in the air and it's like completely, you know, parallel to the floor. Yeah. Just like holding it like that. So when we finally put the tent in and we put all the guy lines in, I think every guy line needed like a 15, 20 pound rock just to keep the stakes in. And from that point, we get inside the tent and you can just hear the wind just blowing through the canyon. And then it would come off on one end and you hear it. And then when it hit our tent, and just like, oh, dude, in the tent, we would have to hold it up all night long. And that's literally what we did all night, just holding it. So it would stop and you're like, all right, cool. Like a like two minute rest and then you'd hear the wind coming like all right cool and then as soon as you hear it coming we hold it up again and we did that all night it was bad and yeah and then that next day clear as day everything was gone packed up all our shit we were all wet and we made it and we're making it back to the car and then when i got back i was like oh shit that was the day that the world was supposed to end <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad I didn't go backpacking with you guys. <laughs> Dude, I love it. I still love it to this day. <laughs> I I went backpacking once. And was that the time we went with Dylan? Up? No, no. I think Javi has videos of that time though. But no, mm -hmm. I didn't go with Dylan. I went with Juan, Bria, and Chris. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So we we all went together. It was for like a couple of. I think it was only for like one night. If I'm going to be mm -hmm. honest, it was a small trail. Uh, but. Yeah, I was not digging it. I enjoy hikes. Like, one-day hikes. Except for, you know, when Juan gets his fucking lost. And then I'm just like... Uh, but that's where the fun begins. Oh, not when it's 24 miles in one day, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, we, we started in Altadena. And then, like, through, like, all the walking and, like, trails and things. We ended up 
fucking uh, Sierra Madre or something like that. Oh, okay. And I was, I was just done. I couldn't walk the next day. I was like, I'm out. I'm done. Uh, but no, man, you, you've... Have you ever gone backpacking high? Yeah, like towards like uh, I want I don't want to say I stopped, but like I definitely have a lot of the priorities in my life right now. But yeah, towards the end of when I you know was hiking, I I did every once in a while. It was cool, but I don't know for me, I kind of just like like hiking and backpacking sober. Hmm. Who knows? I'm trying to think. So, but so you've done drugs. Yeah. Experiment. A little bit. Not not too deep. Not really like trying to get like involved with that kind of stuff because like I know what it does to people. Like I know we haven't spoken in a long time, but like my brother is like a hardcore meth addict right now. Like yeah, my my brother John. Yeah. He's in John, you're oh well you're the oldest. Yeah, the second oldest, I guess. Yeah, he's in rehab right now. Is he? Yeah. He's been struggling with that for like the last year, year and a half. Holy shit. Yeah. So like I definitely know what it does to people. And it's crazy because, like, of the amount of effort that it that it takes to just, like, understand, of like, what he's doing and going through. And then when he talks to you about stuff, it's just like, dude, you're speaking crazy. But, like, yeah, it's the drugs that kind of do it. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Damn, dude. Mm-hmm. That's... Yeah, we haven't spoken in a while. It's... Yeah, I'm telling you, like, there's, there's a lot of stuff that just I've been... Because I think prior to this recording, it's been, uh, last time I saw you, we went to like a pub. I think we all got together one night. Two years ago? I think it was like two years ago or or it might have been last year where we got together. I would think around this time. Yeah, for Dylan. For Dylan. Mm -hmm. And then then prior to that, my ex, she had set up a a birthday thing at Dave and Buster's. Yeah, I remember that one And you popped in in Anthony fashion just... Out of fucking nowhere, I was just like, "Oh, it's Anthony." Yeah, like, like I, I don't know. Definitely, if I have time to fit something in, I definitely try to do it because, like, you know, with all you guys, like, I know I definitely am on the back burner just because, like, I put myself there. But you know, if I can, I will. And you know, like this podcast today too. Like, I definitely, you know, put time away. I'm like, all right, cool. I gotta do this. I gotta do this because, like, you know, aside from the podcast thing, you know. I miss your company. Do you miss my company? Actually? Yeah. I miss, dude, I miss all you guys. Like, you guys all crack me up. <laughs> <laughs> we, when we all get together, we, we do, we're stupid. <laughs> like, there's some of the things that, that we do. Hey, dude, so, but it's a, it's a good time by yeah. the end of the day. Um, but, so, just so we can touch on it, now it's been six years since Dylan passed away. Yeah. Dylan was a really good friend of ours. Um, I don't want to go into details about how it is that he passed away, but he passed away suddenly. Yeah. Um, uh, do you remember exactly where it was that you were? Yeah, dude, you... 100%. I remember I was at my grandma's house in the living room, and Laura had called me and more or less, you know, told me. And I was just like, when it happened, I was just like, no way. Like, completely just flushed. Just yeah. like, I had no words. I was just like, okay. I'll be right there. And, you know, we hung up after that, and I kind of sat down for a little bit, and I was just like, like, this can't be. Like, this really can't be. Like, no fucking way. Yeah. And, you know, and prior to that, too, like, I had already been, you know, involved with my last place, and just, like, I just felt so guilty. I was just like, damn, like, like, I didn't even get to spend, you know, 
his last days with him because like you know i was off you know working or you know doing my own thing and shit like that so it definitely fucking it killed me and then you know when i got to javi's house too and just seeing you know like down and alex crying and everything it was just like fuck yeah i I was i was in long beach when that when i got the call i first got a call from my friend liz Mm -hmm. and all she said was martin martin you need to come home right now it's dylan and then the call just drops i was like okay so then javi calls me and I answer, I was like, hey, dude, so Liz just called me, dude, what's up? You're, you're, is your wife okay? What, what's going on? He's just like, no, you need to come home now. I was just like, oh, what's going on, you know? Like, because he's being frantic, so I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And a part of me thought it was a joke that they were trying to play, because mm-hmm. they hadn't said it yet. So I was just like, all right, they're, these, they're just fucking with me, whatever. Yeah. So then I was just like, no, 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 what, what's going on, you know? And then he's just like, Martin, don't ask any questions. Get home now. Was it? Javi, I'm not fucking going anywhere until you tell me what's going on. I'm not getting in my car. He's just like, you know, Dylan passed away this morning. Um, you need to come home now. We're all getting together. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. And I couldn't drive. So thankfully, one of my friends and uh, ended up driving me down to, to Pasadena. Um, and then I think that was like the first time that we were all together in a really, really long time. Yeah. It felt like I know I had seen him a couple of days prior to that. Um and it just it sucks because you don't know when something like that is going to end up happening mm-hmm. you know same thing uh you have or i had a a sense of like survivor's guilt like had i like why didn't i like reach out like where, where were you you know yeah like you know i was caught but we were all caught up in our own stuff but you know dylan was too he was he was doing his his work and you know trying to get his life together and and to me sometimes i just think back as to how crazy it is that that's something that that brought us together you know Mm -hmm. um and how strong the friendship truly is even after we spent time apart because we have some people that were driving down from up north you know Mm -hmm. um but I don't know, man. It's it sucks because because I I I miss the way that it that it used to be for sure. Like um, agreed, agreed, hundred percent. Um, but when we do get together, it feels like we haven't missed a beat. Yeah, right. It's just like timeless. Yeah, like maybe maybe there's like an awkward second, but then somebody will say something, and then it's like, all right, cool, we're back in it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, that time that we were at the pub, and you know, like you're there. <gasps> Anthony's here. <laughs> like, I don't even know you're coming. Then Eric goes, like, "Yeah, because I'm a good friend. I called him. All right, like I said, he said something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, this is it. This, this is, is like, this, this is home. Yep. <laughs> this is fucking Eric, man. He's always coming up with shit like that, dude. The shit cracks me up. Like I still remember some like, like when we used to talk a lot more. He used to text me random shit. Just like I forgot like uh, what he was talking about. He quoted some song, and but it was completely out of the blue. I like no context to it, and I'm like, dude, what? And he's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Just, he still does that shit. The other night, it was like 2 o'clock in the morning. He texts her a, a group chat that we have, a small little group chat. And then he texts like this article about drugs being on the rise at Villa Park here in Pasadena. Right? He's just like, I'm about to change Villa Park for the better. They're going to name it the Eric Pingarone Center. <laughs> I was just like, okay, cool. And then... Uh, we click on the article. It's from 1985. <laughs> I was like, 
Eric, did you proofread this before you sent it? <laughs> he was just like, Dale. I was like, I don't understand what is wrong with you. So then he sends a, a couple days, like we give him so much shit for A couple days later, he sends two more articles. One's from 2011 uh, and then the other one's from 2013. Closer, there's like, it's Eric, so that's still over five years ago. What are you doing? He's just like, y'all going to see my name on that center suit. I, like, I don't know what you're trying to do, but okay. <laughs> By all means. But it's just weird stuff like that that eric still continues to do to this day but i don't think that's ever going to leave him and i hope that it doesn't yeah because dude that's a that's an awesome personality trait to have just like i love that randomness like for me i think i find the most humor in that like of just being sporadic and random yeah do you remember when we used to go body at javi's house yeah i do that was fun too (laughs) (laughs) so for anyway we I feel like when somebody says going body, we you think of what do you think of initially? What other people would think? I like, think just like shirts off, fucking going, you know, like, like trying to wail on each other and shit like that. But that kind of wasn't what we did. No. <laughs> you know, we I think we did the right thing. We put you know like the fight pads out and shit like that, and then like <laughs> went ham more on you know wrestling and stuff like that and trying to. Not choke each other out, but definitely put each other in, you know. No, I'm pretty sure Juan tried to choke somebody out. At some uh, I, dude, the, the one I do remember, though, it was it was me, Juan, and Javi all getting at it. And both me and Javi, I mean, yeah, we're trying to, like, take down Juan because he's fucking a, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? A beast? Yeah. And then I still had that picture of Juan having both of his hands stretched out and then both me and Javi having one arm. like <laughs> And he's not giving. Yeah. Uh, that that's the type of person that, that Juan is. Um but yeah man, like I don't know, it's I've mentioned it on this podcast before and David's gonna hate me for saying this, but um I truly believe that when you guys ended up coming into my life, or better yet, when I ended up coming into your lives, you guys did save my life for the better. Like there were things that you guys just ended up teaching me, showing me. There was like a, a brother to it you know um that i didn't have Mm -hmm. before that and why do you think that was within our group of friends uh i don't know to be honest dude like i'm kind of in was in the same boat as you were like i think i just came a little earlier than you did because like you know prior to javi and you know juan and all of them like i kind of kept to myself too for the most part like i didn't have a lot of friends you know throughout middle school and high school like i had you know my set of like three or four and that's how it stayed are you serious yeah dude i could have sworn that you were popular back in high or i don't know why i thought that you were like back when you were younger no dude like if anything like i always kept to myself like i definitely you know talk to people but like to say these are my friends that i hang out with yeah i didn't have a lot like like even i had mentioned it to one of my cooks because he's like uh yeah dude like growing up i just you know went to school came home play video games went to school came home play video games like uh, that was kind of like my routine every day like uh, kind of what i do now <laughs> do you really yeah dude I, dude i got back into world of warcraft which i probably shouldn't have but <laughs> yeah that definitely consumes my life <laughs> i've never played world of warcraft i think don't I should probably... <laughs> really like it's cool don't get me wrong but uh it's definitely a slow-paced game and you have to invest a shit ton of time into it but I like it because, you know, aside from managing people and just, you know, thinking about recipes, menus, Sophie, this and that, it's like my little getaway time that I get to just like, all right, cool. 
I'm just going to go fucking on this quest. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever Leroy Jenkins anything? No, I try not to. I definitely have, though, because uh, there's been times, like, uh, in the, I guess, I, I don't want to dive too deep into this subject, but, like, I'm a hunter in the game, and usually they call them huntards when you do dungeon crawling, because usually my pet will like pull aggro of a shit ton of you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I'll just say monsters. Yeah. And they'll end up pulling way too many into like the group, and ends up being a fucking shit show. So, I try not to do that. <laughs> but that's a Leroy Jenkins move. <laughs> that's running into a dungeon, and have everyone fucking just <laughs> pull aggro on you. <laughs> so. I remember, like, when we would play video games together, because we would for, for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to play, what was it, Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, man, that was the game. It was so bad. Dude, Dylan hated when I played with him. Because, like, my goal, like, <laughs> you can, there's there's two different, like, perspectives on this. Dylan was, I need to fucking, like, make it on, on number one. I need to fucking, like, my KD to be, like, extremely yeah, yeah, high yeah. and this and yeah. this and this. And then, like, my goal is just, like, I just wanted to, like, kill one person and just, like... So I will literally, like, flank, go all the way around, and then, bah, from behind. And Dylan hated that I did that because he was just like, what? Like, you just play just to, to play. And I'm like, yeah, dude. Like, I'm not playing to, like, for... To compete, like, I, like because dude, <laughs> I've definitely had times where, like, I'd be playing with Dylan till like, 4 o'clock in the morning, and his argument was just like, dude, I need to let these fucking kids know that they suck, and I'm superior, <laughs> and just keep playing, and I'm like, bro, I just want to just, like, shoot random people, like, I'm not trying to, like, like, you, you're going after, you're headhunting, <laughs> Dylan would always be a <laughs> he, he was really like that when it came down to video games. Yeah. Halo was also pretty bad for him too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh no. But no. Yeah. Modern Warfare Two. I remember playing that a lot. Um, Dylan would be very competitive. He'd get really mad because I'd be doing stupid shit. He'd be like, Martin, we lost, and it's your fault. I was like, What makes you say that? They killed you twenty five times. <laughs> oh well. I mean, when you put it in that issue, yeah, I guess it is my fault. Yeah, but you had fun, right? Yeah, I had a good time. I had one kill. <laughs> But I, I earned that one kill. Yeah, dude. I'm cool with that, too. That's why I like playing Battlefield. Battlefield's way better. Because, like, I'm cool and content with, you know, five deaths and, like, you know, 15 kills. And other people having, like, fucking, you know, 30 kills and, like, you know, 20 deaths. But, like, I'd rather just snipe people from the other side of the map. Since they're so fucking big, too. You feel so, like, like damn, I did that. Because, dude, like, I think the best, the best shot I've ever had in Battlefield was... This dude was in a plane, and he's coming right at me, and he's just gonna, like, kamikaze that shit, and I fucking, shoot him, and I shoot him through the glass of the plane, and bam, goes down. I died, though. (laughs) So, he ended up still getting the kill, but either way, I felt so accomplished, I'm like, dude, I did that shit. I gotta find it. I saved it on my boy. What's it called? <laughs> my hard drive. Really? Fuck yeah, dude. Like, that was a solid one. I'm like, oh my god, this is... No one's gonna believe me. <laughs> no, I feel like if Dylan was still around, he'd call bullshit on that. Yeah. That you did that. And I'd uh, be like, show you, bro. <laughs> he'd be like, Anthony, there's no way. I'm telling... There is no way that you did that. Mm-hmm. I don't believe you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but... Oh, man, yeah, we, we used to play video games. Well, I remember there was one time where we also, like, set up TVs in Javi's garage with a bunch of Xboxes. Yeah, that's and, one. And played Halo. Um, but, yeah, dude, like, I don't know, man. I just have so many memories 
that I feel like I, like as I go through one, like one more pops up and then another one and then another one. Um, but <clears throat> do you, what's, what's the question that I'm trying to ask here? Um, you don't have, you, do you have any re regrets about like kind of going off uh, and doing your, your own thing? Do you wish that you like stayed in touch a little bit more? Or? Oh yeah, dude, definitely for sure. I'll just take my jacket off. Yeah, no, go for it, man. Get uh, yeah, man. I definitely like. I'm not gonna say it's a regret, but I definitely, I do miss miss a lot of you guys more than anything. Just because, like, I think I've been so career driven and just kind of like, I think I have tunnel vision where I just like get really involved in something and I just like that's the only thing I'm paying attention to and stuff like that. And I think in my career path, and I'm I'm, su I'm sure in any other career path it's the same way, but yeah, for me, I think it's just one more thing after the other. Like you know, right now, you know, just trying to get a grasp on the overall concept of how you know a boutique hotel runs and everything like that, from ordering food costs to this to that. You know, I gotta like I already finished my you know um, damn Easter menu, and dude, we're not even in the month yet. And it's just one thing after another, you know, meetings, setting stuff up, um, OT reports and stuff like that. So it's, it's a lot. And I think for me, it just absorbs me so much that by the time I'm out, I usually just want to go home and go to bed. Like, it's just mentally exhausting. Yeah. Like, it's fun, but definitely it's just like sometimes, some days it takes a toll, especially when you're going like doing 15 hour days, you know, three or four days in a row and stuff like that. It gets to you. And then, you know, I think also now I think everything I have to, I guess the part of being an adult is I get to schedule everything out. So like, you know, I schedule time with Sophie, I schedule time with my girlfriend, I, you know, I schedule when I can do this, when I can do that, when yeah. my alone time for this. Like um, prior to, you know, my last job, you know, I was working out a lot more, but now like, dude, I can't even like, <laughs> like fuck, can't even do it. Really? Yeah. Like, by the time I get out and I'm like, go to the gym, I'm like, dude, I'm fucking exhausted. I'm done. But I love it, man. There's a lot of upsides to this, too. Like, I get to work with a lot of different food that I didn't get to work with before. Um, the menu writing and stuff like that. It's cool because, uh, aside from their my menus, um, my food and beverage director likes to tweak them a little bit. And, you know, I like that he tweaks them and he gives me explanations of reasons why. Like, oh, you should do this, you should do this. Um, maybe don't have two of this or this or that and stuff like that. So um, as I start doing menus more often, I, I get a better grip of how to build a, a consistent menu that works out in my favor, along mm -hmm. with prep time, plating, um, the amount of effort it goes into just get everything in-house already. And it's cool. And then also, too, it, it sparks my creativity a lot because, like, sometimes I... Uh, I just have like crazy ideas and then same way he's the same way too and that's why I think we both like to like just go back and forth and talk about like food like we were talking about a tray past item and he wants something like I want something different I want something to pop um, and I was like okay cool like um, this is for some big corporate people and stuff like that and I was just like and he's like yeah what if we like just I don't know like think of something like wheatgrass use wheatgrass for something and I'm like okay cool let me see so I was just driving home, and I'm thinking, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I want wheatgrass, but I'm not going to use it. I'm just probably use it as just, like, a, a place setter. And I was like, fuck. Like, listen, what do I have right now? Like, I have figs in there. And I'm like, oh, dude, I should probably get some, like, Humboldt Fog cheese. Uh, Humboldt Fog is a specific type of cheese. The realm of blue cheese. 
and uh, I was like, oh, like I was like, I know what to do. I'll cut the the fig in half. I'll put a little bit of Humboldt fog on there, and then I'll put some micros just to give it some color and some balsamic drizzle, which is kind of tart and sweet at the same time. And when you combine all this together, it just works. And I was like, and to make it even better, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put the wheatgrass on a plate. The center will be cut out, and I'll put a little cup, and I'll put hot water with some dry ice, and then the fog will come through the wheatgrass and pour off the platter as it's being tray passed around. So it just catches your eye, like, holy shit. And then when they go up to it and they ask, they're like, oh, like, you know, what is that? And they're like, oh, you know, it's a piece of fig with Humboldt fog cheese, you know? And to that day, I, I, I called it, you know, figs in the grass. Crazy, huh? What the fuck? I know. It was cool. I wish I had a video of that one. But uh, I, I think it was probably one of the coolest ones I've did so far. Right. I'm literally at a loss for words right now. That's yeah. And then just like uh, uh, he has like crazy ideas too. So we're doing like amenities, and what that is, it's when you go to a hotel and you can you know if you go to a hotel you can ask for like oh do you guys have an amenity? And pretty much it's something that'll be plated or presented in the room already when you get there. So like it could be like popcorn, it could be this, it could be that. Uh, he was talking about like dude, we should do one where it's like the the different flavor profiles. Like bitter, sweet, um, what's it called, sour. Let's put it all in an amenity, but let's break it down and then let's build it back together into something else. So like, I have an amenity, and it's I have a sweet aspect, a sour aspect, bitter aspect, and a salty aspect. So for like bitter, I did a coffee espresso truffle with espresso whip. The sweet, I did a cheesecake with um, what's it called, strawberries over the top. I did for sour. I did a, a cherry lemonade, and then I did sour. What did I do? I did a prosciutto wrapped olive, and put that on the plate. And just like you know, a, a what did I write? Uh, a taste for any palate. And hashtag umami. Mhm. Mhm. Yep. I don't know. Like just. I. Damn. Yeah, man. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, it definitely it sparks my creativity a lot. Some days I'm just over there. Like, I get, like, fuck, what am I going to do now? But it pushes me, and, you know, my food and beverage director pushes me a lot, too. He's just like, like this is what you got to do. This is what you got to do. Like, just worry about this or focus on that only. And then, and then just, it's little things. Like, it could be someone just saying, like, we had this other VIP guest, and they're, they wanted something breakfast, and he was just like, what, what's a good breakfast item that we can do in a one-biter? And we were both thinking, and he was just like, well, if I'm hungover and I'm eating in the morning, I want to make a muffin. And I'm like, oh, dude. And he's like, we'll make mini McMuffins. And so he, we got an English McMuffin, and we you know cut out little circles, probably like you know the size of a quarter, and made you know little scrambled eggs, put them on there to make it look like a McMuffin. And then we put one singular tater tot on there. And the plate, I like it because it looks clean. It's a one-biter. It tells you that's a, you know, wow, that's cool. That's a McMuffin and a tater tot. And then it's just one little dot of ketchup because that's all you need. What are... <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm just like, that sounds fucking delicious. <laughs> yeah, I like it's, I got other, what was another cool one I did? I did chicken and waffles. I did a little waffle about the size of a quarter or two. 
little fried chicken, and then I did a pipette, which is like a little syringe, mm-hmm. but obviously for, I guess, plating. So I fill it up with maple syrup, and I stabbed it through the the chicken and the waffles. So when you pick it up, you use the pipette that it has all the stuff on, and you pull it out and just pour it over it and bite it. Or you can go like that and squeeze it in your mouth. I'm sorry, I wish I had more words for it, but just, just, damn, dude, that's really interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, like, it's, it, uh, like. I feel like a like, bad friend for not knowing. But the thing is, much. though, I don't, like, I have a lot of pictures of it, but I just don't put them online just because, like, I'm so busy. And then other times, too, I'm just like, eh, I don't want to fucking, like, I'm not trying to get in that rat race of, of stuff. Like, I know, I like, some people say, like, you should do it more often. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know. I'm not really trying to have my Instagram feed just be constantly food stuff. Yeah. And sometimes, dude, it's hard. Like, it's hard to, like, have time to sit down and do that stuff. Like, like people think just because I work in, in food and all that that I get to eat. Like, dude, there's some days I'll get there at, like, 5.30 in the morning and I won't eat breakfast until, like, 8 o'clock at night. Like, nonstop, nonstop. Like, get there, do this, do this, do this, and then work on the line. It's rushed, cool, cool, cool. And then from that point on, I got to start working on that stuff. And then I'm getting pulled downstairs to go do, you know, paperwork for, you know, hours and stuff like that. And then coming upstairs, doing this and doing that and doing that and doing this. And like, you know, like, I, that's also why I'm blessed for my girlfriend. Cause like, she's cool. Like, Hey, text me when you can. Like, and some days I'll text her good morning at, you know, five o'clock. And then I'll text her again, again at eight o'clock at night saying like, Hey babe, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> what you doing? Yeah, literally. And then she's just like, "Yeah, I'm just here, did this today." This, this, this. But yeah, man, it definitely takes a toll sometimes. But it's worth it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. What What do you see your end goal being? Like mm, for me, like I definitely want to own like a breakfast shop, like nothing pretentious, nothing crazy, just like solid breakfast, and you know some small town and shit like that. I'm not trying to fucking make bank. Like, I, the goal is to make bank, but at the same time, like, I don't know. I just want a nice cafe that opens up from, like, 5, 6 o'clock, probably closes around 2, 3. That way, the rest of the day, to do whatever I want. Also, too, if I want to have a party, I can just have it there, too. <laughs> Kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, what... Have you already, like, started making plans towards doing that? No, nah, nah, no, right now, I think my main focus is, like, I do want to run a really nice restaurant now. Mm-hmm. So, I think, for me, I think hotels right now is where I want to be. Just because I think hotels like to stay with the the times and stay with the trends and stuff like that. Okay. So, I want to do, I think that intrigues me more than anything, like, is it because it gives you something new? Yeah. Like, like right. it's just always, like, something different. Like, you know, like, this menu gets rolled out. Let's do this. All right, cool. I didn't like that. That didn't work out. Um, I like this one, so I'm probably going to use this next time around on this. Or, you know, like, I like that plate-up style, so I might do it with that, that dish next time. So it's just a lot of trial and errors of things. Of, like, I put that plate out. I liked it. But what I didn't like about it is this. And then, like, later on, I'll show you kind of like how I go through things like I'll plate something up and I like it but I'm already thinking how can I make it better what do I want to do for this way or like oh like I 
position that mint leaf this way, it would have been better and it would have looked cleaner if I positioned it that way and used a smaller leaf that had, you know, a smaller set of like leaves fanning out. So it's just like little details that, that come into play where uh, I guess it doesn't eat at me, but it definitely like, oh, I should have did that. <laughs> Are you a perfectionist? Mm, no. No? But at the same time, I'm very detail-oriented. Okay. Like, I like the little details. Like, I like little things that come into play. Like, um, what's the best way? I like little details that make sense. Like, um, completely off topic, I was at this burger place, and they were doing burgers revolving around um, TV movies. So they did Dumb and Dumber. And you know the... Have you seen the scene where they kill the guy, the that guy with that burger that's super hot? Uh, anyways, point being is that he had the burger and it killed him, and he and because he had an ulcer, and the idea was he needs he needs his pills to you know handle okay. the ulcer down and stuff like that. So when I got the burger from this shop, they gave me a little cup and it had a little tic tac in there, and I was just like, what the fuck? What's this tic tac for? And they're just like, well, that's for your ulcer, and I'm like, oh. oh. That's clever. I like that. So it's little stuff like that that I think go a long way because I think that gives you the experience. And I was just like, dude, that's fucking genius. I love that shit. And that's what I like. I look at those kind of details of things. Like, we have a grab-and-go at the hotel. And we're deciding where to put the cookies at that we have on grab-and-go because they're all individually packed. So we're like, let's just put them on a platter. And I, and I was thinking, I'm like, why don't we just put them in a cookie jar? You know, they're in a cookie jar. They're wrapped up like, you know, anything. But the idea is to lift it up and you stick your hand in the cookie jar to get it out. So, little details like that. I enjoy. That's dope, man. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know, probably because I haven't asked, and I, like, you know, like I said, we have, I didn't know how much creativity actually goes into food food <laughs> if i'm gonna be honest no yeah uh, it, it just i think it just depends upon the realm of cooking you get into mm-hmm. because there's definitely like i'm a sucker for just like you know fatty foods like you know i'll go to mcdonald's fuck it i'll say it dylan hated that i said that he's just like how can you go to mcdonald's and i'm like dude like it's fucking mcdonald's like come on man they hit all the notes sweet salty savory all that jazz and the chickens are bomb from mcdonald's yeah Really mm-hmm. are, so yeah. yeah. I remember we used to go to McDonald's quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I think everything kind of has its place. Like, you know, if I go to McDonald's, I know what I'm getting there. If I go to a you know a fine dining restaurant, I know what I'm getting there too. Like, it just all depends on where you go. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm trying to process all of this right now. Sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, dude, it definitely, it does take a toll every once in a while, like, and it's cool because it keeps me going, it keeps me thinking of new ideas of what I need to work on next and stuff like that, and like I said, it's just trial and error, just constantly refining what I got. I think the the biggest influencer is probably... Everything, honestly, it's it's really everything. Like, um, like I'll pick up an idea from like somebody doing something. Like, oh, I remember, I have one. 
uh, I was talking to my little girl, and she was like, yeah, like, I've had Pop Rocks, you know, I like this, and I like that. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, you know, I'm like, I haven't had Pop Rocks in a while, and I put some in my mouth, and I'm like, oh, dude, like, that sensation, I want to put that on a plate. And I'm like, how, how can I do that? How can I do that? And I was thinking, I'm like, oh, dude, I should do, like, a lemon meringue and put Pop Rocks on it. So, aside from that sour, you have the tingling feeling in your mouth as it's going so, you know, a tingly lemon meringue. And it's just shit like that that pops up. From Pop Rocks. Mm-hmm. That's dope, huh? Mm-hmm. That is really cool. Yep. It's just how it just, whatever happens, like, I dropped in, in that meringue one too. I ended up originally doing, like, little dots of lemon meringue, but I made a couple bigger ones and I ended up dropping one and it broke and it shattered. And I was like, dude. I think that looked better than my little things, and I just scattered the broken pieces of the meringue that I dropped, and I'm like, "That's fucking it." Mhm. Mhm. Your your way of processing creativity, like it differs from mine, obviously. Like I get more inspired by music, but then again, I I write, so that's mm-hmm. completely different. But it's interesting hearing how other people end up gathering their ideas. Yeah. Um, I should call it when you travel quite a bit. Yeah. What's, what's something that, but well, before you travel, do you ever like think to yourself, man, there are some restaurants I need to try while I'm out there? Um, mm, yes and no, because I haven't done it. Um, definitely when I was traveling, I was working at UCLA and I kind of was going through the motions of things just um you know obviously for my daughter in that case so I wasn't so I was culinary driven but I wasn't culinary driven like I am now mm-hmm. now I'm already debating I'm like oh shoot I need to go to Chicago I need to go to New York because I want to go try this place but back then I was just more like I want to go see the world and see what's all about and damn lost my train of thought where are we at? <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about, um, yes, you do have that mental process, but when you were traveling, you oh. didn't because you were going out and seeing the world, but now you think to yourself. But, yeah, that now, now I don't want to go with this. Is that even though I had already experienced all that stuff, I still chime back in on different experiences that I've had, and I'll pick stuff out of that that I'm like, okay, cool, I like that. Or I should do this, or I should do that. Like, um... When I was in Thailand the first time, um, there's a lot of street vendors that have food and stuff like that. And I saw this, this pork, I couldn't, I don't even know what cut it was, but I think it was probably like a knuckle or something, but you could tell the meat was falling off the bone of the knuckle, but it also had like the bone exposed. And I was thinking, I'm like, fuck, that'd be cool. So I did a lamb shank with, um, a high bone that they cut off a lot of it off the top. So when you braised it. It braised the meat, but it still had the bone sticking out, so that way it gave it height too. So, um, I guess, I guess uh, it it just depends on what I'm thinking about. But I think just ideas just come into my head when they do. Anthony, I need to try some of your food, man. I feel bad. <laughs> We've been friends for over a decade now, and I don't think I've ever had any of your food. I know we've made plans yeah. to like cook. Well, dude, we should definitely should, because, like, I don't even tell people, too, I'm like, uh, 
I feel bad that like every time that I go anywhere that I usually like migrate into the kitchen. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like no matter where I go, it ha- happens time and time again. Like if I'm going here, if I'm going there and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I'm just like, all right, cool. Like somehow the kitchen is where I, my safe place. Yeah. No, yeah, dude, we'll, we'll most definitely go ahead and, and do that. But you know what my number one fear is? And is that you'll turn into Gordon Ramsay when we're in the kitchen. Nah. Like, I definitely... Uh, Put I two think... slices of bread in between my head. And be like, Call you idiot sandwich. Idiot sandwich, chef. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I've definitely been ticked off a few times, like, at my current place. I think they've only seen it once. But it takes a lot, a lot for me to, like, lose my shit. Like... And, it, and what I mean a lot, I mean, I have a lot. <laughs> so usually I'm the level, kind of level-headed. Like, I do get flustered every once in a while, but for the most part, like, I kind of keep my cool. Like, because, you know, at the end of the day, they're all in the same boat that I am. Mm-hmm. They're working long hours, too. You know, if anything, they're on the line, which is a lot hotter and stuff like that, and dealing with a lot of tickets. You know, I'm dealing with a lot of other things that are going around, but they... I learned to, like, you know, like, all right, cool. Like, I get it. So I usually just, like, if someone messes up onions, I'm like, oh, dude, can we do the onion center? Like, come on. Okay, okay, you got you. I'm like, yeah, because, like, come on, man. You want to taste, like, a big chunk of onion in your mouth? I'm like, no. All right. So, I don't know. You're like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, nah, I can't even do that anyways, but (laughs) not that I want That's my fear. That's my fear that you would just look at my salmon that I cooked and then just sort of, like, Idiot nah. sandwich chef. No. Nah. And then, like, that's the misconception, too, is that people like, like, yeah, I don't want to cook for you, Anthony, because you'll probably just, like, say this is shit, this, this, and this, and this. And I was like, uh, for me, I think it's the other way around. It's just, like, I think I want more just people just cook for me. Not because, like, you know, I'm entitled, but, like, uh, I cook for everyone every day. 24-7. Like, I don't even remember the last time someone cooked for me. Like, and I think that's the that's the big thing. It's just, like, dude, like, even if it was bad, salty, this and that, I think the fact that you went out of the way completely out- outweighs everything else. Is that the fact that I got a meal from somebody? It's, it's great. All right, and then I'm going to cook some salmon for you. You can. And then it, I'm going to try with, to cook and, some and salmon. And with that for being it. said, too, like, you know, and people ask me, like, how is it? I'm like, do you want my honest opinion? Or do you want me just to, like, because to me, no matter what you give me, it's probably going to taste great. But, like, if you want it to be, like, a banger and I can teach you techniques, I can teach you, too. Have you ever thought about, like, doing anything outside of cooking? Or, like, relative... Ah, what am I trying to say? Train of thought. Uh, because you mentioned that you wanted to do a podcast at one point, mm-hmm. right? Have you ever thought about, like, doing any sort of, like, YouTube videos? Uh, someone had mentioned it to me about doing it revolving around dietary stuff because... Uh, I guess, you know, the big thing now is obviously, you know, people and all these diets and stuff like that. But also, too, it's what you already, what you put in at the beginning that starts, I guess, the chain reaction of how your your body processes and stuff. And then with, you know, mental illnesses that are happening, there's a certain set of items that trigger certain stuff in your brain less and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know too much about this, but when the person that was proposing this to me, they're like, yeah, so you should do a, a, what's it called? A YouTube thing on it and this and that. So I don't know. We'll see where that goes. I think you should, dude. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. For you and I, I'd love to watch that. I really would. Mostly because I miss my friend and I don't get to see you as often. Yeah. And be like, there's Anthony but, on the YouTube. <laughs> on the YouTube. <laughs> uh, but definitely, I think we should hang out a little bit more. Like that's for sure. I think uh, we need to like schedule 
a time that we can just hang out and do something because like aside from you like you know i miss everyone else too yeah dude uh we'll, we'll most definitely i the guys i know they'll go ahead and if i say hey anthony's available this day they'll do it yeah because it, it's been a minute yeah <laughs> um but we just need to find that that right day for the most part because like you said we we are kind of busy usually weekends tend to work out the best for us unless it's one of those things where like david starts talking shit on the chat about like how he'll handle us in Halo or Call of Duty or some shit like that. Then I show up at his house at like 9 p.m. I'm like, all right, dude, let's run this shit. And then I leave at 9.15 because he did kill me. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, never mind. <laughs> never mind, I'm going home. Fuck this. I don't want to be friends with you guys anymore. Um, no, yeah, dude, but, but we'll most definitely uh, find more time to hang out because I do think that that's, that is important, you know. Yeah. Uh, especially with some of the stuff that uh, we've all been through collectively, um, mm-hmm. experiences that we've shared um but i'm i'm glad to hear that that you're doing well you know because mm-hmm. that's always been a question how is anthony yeah. like, you know, i don't know we haven't heard from him um but yeah man and and i'm sure david's going to be really happy to to hear your podcast episode yeah that's true that's, that is uh, he, he's been asking for it dude i'm telling you man then there's still a lot of stuff i didn't touch on like all the backpacking stuff like dude like well see Anthony, that's why i want to bring you back Oh. I'm going to have you back for a backpacking episode because mm-hmm. I know that you've done a lot of, of that, not only here, but in Europe mm-hmm. as well. No, right? I do Europe. You didn't I... do Europe? Mm-mm. You didn't do Paris? Mm-mm. I could have sworn you said that you did Paris. No, I did Peru. I did Peru and Thailand and Mexico. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to have to get my facts right next time around because that's my bad. But, but yeah, with that being said, too, David needs to come on here, too, because I want to hear about all he's done. Oh, can you say that one more time? And can you put in a last name for him, too? Thank you. What? Sanchez. Oh, because he's David likes to do shit like that. David likes to be like, it's a little details, dog. Oh. So if you were to say David wants to come on, he'll be like, it could be any David dog. Oh, so he wants a full name. Then. Oh, yeah, that's oh. how David is. Yeah. Oh, so David Sanchez and all this stuff that I've seen on his Instagram and everything like that. I know there's stories behind everything, but, you know... You gotta stop leaving it so brief. You know, you gotta put stories behind that stuff. And it would be awesome if you came on here and talked about your adventures. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. David, you heard it. You are the number one fan of the podcast, and we wanna go ahead and have you on next time. Um, but, Anthony, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it, and it was fun talking to you. No worries. Thanks. I appreciate it too. It was awesome. Nice.